Service delivery watch on the morning bliss. Service delivery watch, and uh, we are looking at uh, the, the the challenges and wins when it comes to service delivery. This morning, we are joined by Angus Mackenzie, Ward Fifty, in Botahevel, Councillor DA Ward Councillor. Angus, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Uh, it's a uh, bright and early, and we are talking service. Good morning, Patricia. Um, yeah, look, service delivery doesn't end. So it doesn't matter whether it's half past four in the morning or if your phone rings at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, we the, 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 the electorate doesn't share your, uh, your, your time. So, you know, if there's a problem on the ground and there's, a, and, and there's an issue that needs to be resolved, irrespective of what time is, we must be there to try and assist and deal with it. Morning. And morning to all your listeners. What an interesting discussion you just had. Well, I'm hoping that this one we're going to have is going to shed some light on some wins that uh, you are making in your ward, yeah. uh, but also the challenges um, that yeah. are facing uh, residents of Botahevel Council, where you're a, a ward councillor for. Firstly, I'd like us to talk about the issue of property vandalism, which yeah. is seemingly very rife around your community yes absolutely so uh, vandalism has probably overtaken you know the, the common crimes of gangsterism in Bontevere. we've had more over the last few months um we've had more incidences of uh, cable theft and and uh, infrastructure vandalism than what we've had of uh, shootings and murders, etc., which is usually uncommon because we we one of the biggest challenges we faced two or three years ago in Baltimore was the challenge of gangsterism and 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 and, and the murdering of people through gun to, through gun violence, and we were very focused and, and very strategic on how we wanted to resolve that, and and, and I think we we did extremely well. Baltimore showed an over 300% decrease in gang-related murders. So from having daily gang-related murders to really reducing it to, 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 to literally nothing and, 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 and very few. But you've generally seen the shift from gang-related murders to infrastructure vandalism. And what has really driven infrastructure vandalism is load shedding. So as the increased levels of load shedding took place and, and, and the community was in darkness for longer than you know, generally normal periods, people who there's this concerted effort to target uh, electricity substations, to, to to target water meters and 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 water infrastructure, and really to sell to to to, to vandalize. I mean, to sell this only for drugs and whatever habit they have through illegal scrapyards, etc. So that that's a major problem, and and what you then find is that. People are without electricity for the two hours stint of load shedding, but then at least another 12 hours thereafter um, to try and repair the vandalized um, infrastructure. So vandalism, major problem within, and it's not just in, in, in my community. I think we've seen vandalism of cable infrastructure take place across the country. Good Lord, we had in Pretoria where they were busy chopping away pylons to get to the cable. So it's, 
vandalism is becoming a major problem. As a, a ward councillor, Angus, what is it that you are doing to ensure that you minimise vandalism? Especially because in South Africa, cable theft yeah. is a thing, but yeah. it's now coupled with uh, load shedding. Yeah. And then it means uh, communities are without power for days on end. And then that creates another criminal element. So what are you doing? So I've got a WhatsApp group for every single street in my community, um, in my ward. So you can well imagine that when, when something happens that should not happen, my phone refuses to stop. So these messages, because I'm, I, I ensure that I'm the most accessible person to my people. With being that accessible allows for you to receive as much information. There we go. Something has cut our lines. Um, is it vandalism? Did someone uh, steal a cable already this early morning? We'll try and connect again with uh, Angus McKenzie, uh, DA Ward Councillor for Ward 15, Bontaheerville. Um, South Africa is facing so many challenges when it comes to service delivery. Vandalism is just one of them. We have too many to count, but we need to come together. We need to come together and we need to find the solutions that will be from the top down uh, as much as we come together at the bottom on grassroots levels. 086-000-2032, that is our WhatsApp number, or you, that is our hotline number. You can call in and uh, join in on this conversation or you can ask your questions or give us comments on WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Thank you, Brabenzi. So got back, um, uh, Angus McKenzie. Thank you, uh, Angus. So you were telling us Thanks about how accessible you are to your community. Yeah. So, so, so what effectively happens is that I then, I then become the holder of some very sensitive information where a mother or a, ch- a daughter or a brother or an uncle is telling me exactly who it was that vandalized these cables and when and how and what. And so what I've really did, what I've also done, and this is just the basic thing we did around uh, preventing gang violence, is we've set up a group with all our senior law enforcement officials in the community on it. And I'm able to take that information that I receive, pass it on to those senior law enforcement officials. And they, because we have a highly visible law enforcement uh, component within the area, they are able to respond very quickly to the complaints that is sent to them or the tip-off information that's sent to them. So effectively, I run my own little tip-off service for my community, which is uh, which, which, which has really, really helped quite, quite a lot. And so we we able to arrest these these these, these cable thieves, and we and we've arrested quite a number of them. Where we're finding a huge challenge is that there is the Criminal Matters Amendment Act, which has been brought in just for these sorts of cable thieves, where there is no bail and a very high uh, first sentence for 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 these uh, those that are prosecuted. But where the challenge comes in particular is that the South African Police Services are not charging these cable thieves in this way. So they are charging them with possession of stolen property or, uh, or, or some menial charge. And what effectively happens is, is that a day or two after being arrested, those same individuals are back walking the streets 
doing the same thing over and over. And so where we have found where we, we were able to get prosecutions under the Criminal Matters Amendment Act, we they then saw a sort of, uh, uh, we then saw the law being a deterrent to the problem. But as soon as these guys were not charged under that sort of act and they were charged with menial crimes, you know, the first vandalism continues. So the one, the one solution we found was to give was was to giving people a safe space to speak and say who and what was doing it, because remember communities don't talk because communities never trusted uh, the police. They don't trust law enforcement, etc. So the first part of it is how do you enable people to become uh, to trust you with that information? That's without information, you're not going to be able to achieve anything. And so we've used these street WhatsApp groups and we've used our WhatsApp groups in the community to be able to to, to, to tell us exactly what's happening at that specific spot on the ground. Because all it takes is just one of these people to look out to their window to see who the individual is walking past. And Pontival is a big community, but very close-knit. So everyone knows everyone effectively. And so that's, mm-hmm. how, that's how we're trying, to try, trying our best to tackle the cable set by being able to tell us who and what is doing it. Would, would more security not assist? I, I, I like the fact that community is involved in um, assessing cable theft, but the fact yeah. that if you take them um, to police officials, they are not charged correctly at all times, and that means sometimes they're released back into the community, and they already yeah. know the loopholes of where cables are. Yeah. So would more security uh, from a community point of view or requesting uh, SAPs to uh, be more visible not assist? So, 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 so the challenge that you the challenge that you sit with is that we do have a neighbourhood watch, right? We have a neighbourhood watch in Bondiville that consists of about sixty members, right? We also have, like I told you, high we, we we've got a much higher component of police visibility versus a lot of other areas. But the problem is that you can't be everywhere all the time, and these criminals have become way smarter than sometimes the police is. Because while we are trying to be one step ahead on criminals, criminals are trying to be one step ahead of us so that they, so that they, they can continue being criminals. And so it's very difficult to be able to say to a neighborhood watch, uh, let's go and focus on this area. Because when you focus on that part of the area, you'll pick up problems in the next part of the area. And so as crime jumps around, so, you know, one's, one is basically chasing after criminals all the time. And that is why it's important to get the community involved. And, to, and, and from a community point of view, to be the, the, your eyes and ears on what's happening on the ground. I, I firmly believe that the success of a community or the success of a ward councillor sits in enabling a community to take their rightful place within that community. There is no way that as a ward councillor you're going to speak to every one of your of your residents in your five-year term individually. There is no way that you are personally going to be able to patrol every street on your own. How or, or and, and create a safer and more peaceful environment on your own in your community. There's no way it's going to happen. How it can happen is the ability to enable people giving people the tools that they need, giving people the space that they need to be, and giving people a platform to be able to, 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 to act 
on. Many people have many skills, but many skills are hidden because they're not given the opportunity to be the best they can be. And so for me, whether we're speaking about sewage, whether we're speaking about water, whether we're speaking about cable theft, whether we're speaking about job creation, for me it's about how do I enable other people to help become part of the solution of making communities a better place. Now, the other issue is uh, that of trains. I mean, uh, Cape yeah. Town or the Western Cape was known to have efficient transport services. Uh, but now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Prasa has also not uh, come to the party. So I was, I was uh, your, your producers would tell you, because we've known each other for a very short cut. I was in the forefront of fighting for, for Prasa to come back and fix, fixing the center of the line um, when it went down just before COVID. And I don't think people realize, and I think you've, 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 you've got similar problems up, up, up in Gauteng as well, how many jobs were lost when a train could not run. And I'm not talking about people that work on a train or work on a railway uh, system. I'm talking about people being able to get to jobs, being able to earn enough income to travel to their jobs. And so poorer communities were horribly struck over the last few years when people were literally paying to go to work. So their salary that they were that they were earning, their weekly base salary that they were earning, was being used to get them to work by using other more expensive forms of public transport, whether that be buses or taxis. And so there was this huge drive to get Prasa to come back, get Prasa to come back, get our trains back up and running. And we knew that despite the promises that that were made by the Minister of Transport and the President at the time, that the central line would be up and running by the time that they said it would be, we knew that that wasn't going to happen, but we knew we couldn't give up the fight to get the central line up and running. And I think about a about six months to six months or two eight six eight months ago, I proudly stood on the Bonneville station platform, where 120 local people were employed um, from that from Bonneville to rebuild the Bonneville station. And so that rebuilding is taking place now. We've got trains going through there now. We have people now that have better access to jobs. We have children that have better access to schools. We have people that now have access to actually go to the beach without having to fork out hundreds of rands where they can get onto a train in Bonneville that takes them to the CBD and they can cross over and take a train to Simonstown and spend the day at the beach. Now, these things never happened over the last few years. We fought relentlessly for it. We never gave up. And, and I think the, the, the proudest moment for any person that, that, was work, that was part of that project is that they rebuilt their own community. They rebuilt their own station. Automatically, there's a sense of ownership that attaches itself to that. And with that sense of ownership of, of, of them doing it, of, of, of them being the one that did it, there comes a level of respect and security that will go with that. So my hope and my prayer is that we'll, that Bontable Station, and I can't refer to other stations on the central line, because I really just don't know. But my hope and my prayer is that we will maintain what has been put in place at Bontable Station now, because as people, we did it ourselves to achieve it. And we are proud of you and the work that you have done around the process stations. Thank you very much, Angus McKenzie, for joining us this morning.